0: Slash and cast.
1: Back Fiends to Handle with Scare, presented by the Slash and Cast Podcast Network. Our show discusses horror movies and the phobias they emphasize. I am your host, Emily Drunk. Tonight, we are wrapping up our month-long Shark Week celebration. And uh, before I introduce you to my co-host, just a few general reminders. You can follow the podcast over on... I can't even use Twitter anymore, because that's not what it's called. On X, what a stupid fucking name that is, uh, at And Of course, you can join us every Tuesday for Twisted Tuesdays over on Kick, uh, which is every Tuesday at 7.30 p.m. Pacific time at kickcom slash Uh Now, with that being said, uh, you know, it's going to be a, a, a more interesting recording tonight, because definitely... You know we've we talked about shark movies and the scale that they have in regards to how good or how bad they are and you know there there are definitely some out there that try different things that i feel like tonight's film you could definitely see a lot of inspiration from uh more technologically like advanced corporations things like that similar to like what we got from umbrella corporation with resident evil uh But tonight's film, honestly, was kind of all over the place, but I I still enjoy it just for how absurd it is, because by no means is uh, the movie we're going to talk about tonight a great movie. Uh, So tonight, we're talking about Sky Sharks, released in 2021, which is a German flick uh, that was distributed through Dark Sky Films. Uh, and, and Grind, like, I, I know, like, when we were watching this on Tuesday, uh, you know, a lot, a, a lot of discussion about, well, what the fuck is actually going on here? Because <laughs> I, I, it's just, I, I feel like there are, uh, like, 12 different beats to this movie, <laughs> and it just feels out of sync quite a bit at the time, and the timeline in particular is probably the biggest detractor. Uh to that specific thing. <laughs> Cause uh yeah, it does kind of like jump back and forth quite a bit, uh, in like three different timelines, and uh yeah, kind of muddles everything.
0: Yeah, this movie is literally the epitome of the phrase, what the fuck is going on? Um As I said when we were watching on Twisted Tuesday, there was several times where I thought you know maybe you were doing something else and accidentally changed a movie like you just hit a key on your keyboard and the movie changed and it was like i was gonna be like hey dude the movie and oh nope there's a shark okay we're so we're still (laughs) watching the same movie but i will say this i will say this there are bad shark movies like we talked about black demon and black demon was a bad shark movie and then there are gloriously bad shark movies Mm -hmm. and sky sharks is a gloriously (laughs) bad shark movie um so in a lot of ways, it's it's easier to appreciate the gloriously bad ones because I don't think anybody that was making it was thinking, you know what? This is going to be better than Jaws. Mm-hmm.
1: And oh. uh, it is by no means anywhere near that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, definitely not. And to what you talked about, the timelines, yeah, the timelines are really difficult to follow. Um, the story is really difficult to follow. Um but it did start out kind of cool, you know, on the airplane, um, the, the little girl and who who, what I thought was her grandfather at first, but apparently that's her dad. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, and she's looking out the window and she's like, I think I saw something. Um, and then you've got the, the Asian businessman who's just like shit wasted, you know, just But and then another guy who's. He looks like he's filming things, but he's actually watching some kind of weird digital porn on his camcorder, (laughs) which makes even less fucking sense. Mm -hmm. But then getting to, you know, everyone's just kind of comfortable on the plane. Everyone's just enjoying life. And there's a shot of this airplane and they're looking at their radar and they can see their little airplane icon, which makes total sense. And then there's literally like four shark icons that come onto the radar. (laughs) It's like, I'm pretty sure airplane radar does not have the technology to to define what a shark might be in the sky. <laughs> wow, just wow, dude.
1: <laughs> hey, I mean, <laughs> you just you just never know. And then you also have like the uh, the gangster turned priest, uh, oh, awesome. who, who's who's basically like telling the uh, the sister, like, oh yeah, you know, like Satan. Uh, He's just making a home for himself. You know, he's squatting at my house. He's taking a shit on my toilet, (laughs) eating pizza, kicking it on the couch. And it's just like, okay, they're going a little bit too far uh, with this in particular. But like when we talk about the story, like here's the synopsis for the movie for for those wondering Uh, during an expedition in Antarctica, a geologist. A geological team accidentally discover a Nazi laboratory from World War II that was kept hidden in the depths of the ice. A terrible secret weapon is hidden in the lab. An army of genetically modified sharks piloted by superhuman Nazi zombies. So when they are awakened, uh, they take to the skies with terrible consequences for everything that crosses their path. An elite military group of four fallen U.S. soldiers in Vietnam faces the threat to save the Earth from destruction. So, like, even reading the synopsis, like, it's kind of, like, all over the place. Because we're talking about two different wars. Um, and both of those come into play when it comes to, like, the flashbacks uh, in the movie as well. But, yeah, by, like, this is definitely one of those movies that, like, if you're going to put it in a category, it is a dumb movie. Like, just flat out. Uh, but, you know, I still ha- I still find it fun. Uh, for me, anyways. Uh, But this is easily one of those movies that could have been something set up to release on the sci-fi channel. You know, last week you were mentioning the new Shudder documentary, Shark Exploitation, which I did end up watching uh, during Shark Week. Uh, And, you know, like, in regards to this one, like, yeah, this one definitely could have been slotted into sci-fi channel if it weren't for, like the nudity would definitely would have had to been toned down for the channel and things like that. Um, But, you know, I, I kept laughing after watching or when I was watching a documentary because like they were talking about asylum and you know how they were going about like coming up with titles for their movies and not really talking about storyboarding or anything like that. It was always, all right, we're going to combine a couple of different ideas, mesh them together and uh, we'll do that before we even put paper to pen in regards to, uh, you know, a script at all for this. And this is one of those movies that at its core just absolutely reeks of that. They're like, all right, what what, do what we got here? Oh, I know. Uh, Nazi zombies. OK, we're just going to combine that with sharks and bam, there you go. We got sky sharks in this case. Now, why sharks? Good fucking question. That's never actually explained in the movie, which to me, honestly, like, that is probably my biggest right with this movie. Like, there's no fucking explanation for the use of sharks in the movie, like, at all, other than the fact that it's just like, all right, well, like, we're going, like, the villain route, uh, and this is something they even talked about in the documentary with, like, the villains actually, like, using a shark pool to, like, dispose of some of their victims, uh, which does happen in Sky Sharks, which I definitely appreciated. So it it felt like just a... I'm not going to say the best tie-in for the documentary, but it was one that uh, harkened back to a lot of things that were discussed within it.
0: Oh, God. Okay. I don't even know where to start with everything you just said there. Um, Yeah, so finding the the abandoned Nazi research base... um, Okay, I can get with that. I think we know that the Nazis did some pretty screwed up things back in the day. That that part of it is all fine. But with these, well, and again, the whole Nazi zombie soldiers thing, it, it, I've got to think that in some place or time, there's probably something easier to make fly than a shark. <laughs> like an airplane or a helicopter or a paper airplane. <laughs> like anything, you know? But there's also this weird little part of me that when you first see the, the sharks gliding through the air next to that airliner, there was something about it that I fucking really liked. And I don't know what it was, but it's something about it that was just cool as hell. (laughs) So it goes back to the gloriousness, the gloriously bad. Um, And for a movie that I think, like you said, is dumb, it is not good, but everything that they did, it seems like they totally owned it. Mm -hmm. Um, and then going back to whether it could have been a sci-fi original. Well, if they would have cut out the nudity and the things that couldn't have been on sci-fi, this movie would have been seven minutes long. <laughs> so it just it just would have been a long commercial.
1: So <laughs> yeah, it, it, it basically up. it would have been commercials for Richter Technology, basically.
0: <laughs> uh, pretty much, and then the, the head of Richter Technology, who is this just weird, creepy, aging guy that just is and. They they tie some other things in as the movie goes on, but it's just like mm. yeah, I don't I'm gonna go back to what we said on Twisted Tuesday. What the fuck am I watching?
1: <laughs> that is uh definitely fair. Uh so again, you know, this is definitely one of those brainless romps that we have. Uh there's quite a bit of CG gore throughout this movie. and uh, there's quite a bit going on from the beginning. And, you know, you were talking about, uh, like, the father and daughter that were uh, in the opening sequence on the plane. And I just love the fact that, like, he has that moment where he's like, oh, yeah, you know, just, like, look out the window and uh, find the animals uh, from within the clouds, basically. (laughs) And then before you know it, then you see the sky sharks. And he's just like, well, how can that be? Like, you know, they're, they're creatures from the sea. Like, that just doesn't make any sense. And nothing about this movie makes any fucking sense. So it ties in perfectly on on that front. Um but what's interesting about like the flashbacks in particular for this movie, yes, it does muddle the the timeline way too much. Uh, but that's when we start to get the different layers in regards to going into detail about how the zombies are created. Uh, it also does utilize historical references to, you know, World War II, also uh, the Vietnam War. Uh but again No explanation given as to how the sharks are able to breathe out of the water, let alone fly, does it really matter? I don't know, but, you know, for for a B-movie, I don't necessarily always expect there to be... Over explanation uh, for things like this. Sometimes you just have to be like, "Oh, the sharks fly." All right, cool, (laughs) and just move on, on to the next scene. Okay, on the next gore gag or sex scene where the guy gets brutally murdered because that that seems to happen quite a few times in this movie. Doesn't matter if you are in the Antarctic or if you are uh, joining the Mile High Club.
0: Uh, (laughs) Well, shit. Yeah, I mean. your point about well i'm either going to go with it or i'm not going to go with it And if you're going to go with it you just say hell with it and you go with it but when these nazi soldiers I, there was one thing that like struck me about when the i can't even believe i'm saying this when the nazi soldiers jumped off their flying sharks onto the airliner <laughs> And then they had, like, these perfect instruments to cut perfect holes in this airplane. Mm -hmm. Okay, so, A, how did the airplane not depressurize? Right. Just just asking. But then it seems like they put the piece that they cut out back in there and then somehow sealed it back (laughs) up. And, like, what the... (laughs) I mean, okay. But then to your point about, like, the CG gore when they first come in there and just start... I mean, the one guy just shoots the shit out of everybody. Then there's this big hulking dude that comes by and, like, just, like... Punches a guy in the head, his head just vaporizes. It mm-hmm. <laughs> just turns, turns into a puddle of jello, and it's like, I, I, again, I'm I'm a fan of gore, so I sort of love it, but it is over the freaking top in this movie. I mean, they don't, they're not even a little bit subtle about just like, you know what? It's go big or go home, and mm-hmm. goddamn, they went big.
1: And of course, when it comes to like the cut-in uh tool as well, of course it's a swastika because what else is it going to be? Because they are Nazi zombies in this case. Um, but I I think one of the most interesting aspects of this movie in regards to the way that it handles the zombification is the reasoning behind uh the females in the movie in particular for for the side of Germany. Because they, they go through, like, this whole ordeal where it's, like, when they're injected with the K-7B serum, it turns the females into zombies. So they go through the whole zombification process. So they're more deadly. They're more aggressive. They're more decisive. Uh, so it it was basically like, hey, we actually found a use for them to, you know, join our military ranks in this case. So, like, they are serving a purpose, uh, at least for, like, the world domination aspect uh, for the Nazis in this case, and I'm like, oh, that's kind of interesting. But I, I, it, it's weirder to me though. Like the first like introduction of like the female for uh, the Nazis in this case was the Lady Blade, as uh, you would dubbed her during Twisted Tuesday, because she is just absolutely wrecking havoc, slicing throats left and right uh, during the opening sequence. And it's like, yeah, that's how you make an introduction, you know? Like there's a lot of like female ass kickery in this movie, whether it's on the Nazi side or uh with uh Diablo and Angelique.
0: Well, and that's so funny that they went to the effort later in the movie to describe and make you understand this whole serum. They put mm-hmm. that in there, but they still it's they still can't tell us why sharks fly. No. So it's like, okay, great. Um <laughs> yeah, but even with with Lady Blade, you know, she comes in and she pops down and she takes her mask off and then she has these I don't know why they show her boots, like, clamping to the floor. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what the fuck that was about. I mean, it's like, you're in an airplane. You don't need gravity boots, lady. I don't know what, you know. But, yeah, she comes in and she just slays. And But they also don't miss a, an opportunity as she's taking off her mask and kind of stretching her arms out. Big old rotten undead cleavage. <laughs> I mean, let's just, we might as well just show it because we know exactly who we are. Mm-hmm. And just... The whole thing, and, as you know, the shark's flying, the plane's on fire, and it's going down, and it's just like, the whole, it's, it's so ridiculous, and then, after we have a hole cut in the plane, it's on fire, the drink cart goes flying, the drink cart actually kills somebody, and that's when the oxygen masks drop down. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> well, thanks for fucking nothing, yeah, and then again. I think it's 15 minutes in. Uh, right. We'll call it, thir- call it 13, 13 minutes in, we finally get a title card. And this is the first spot where I'm like, oh he fucked up and changed the movie. <laughs> I'm like, this-. but then I saw Sky Sharks and Pink Neon, and I'm like,
1: <laughs> yep. what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, okay, so let's... Let's talk about that for a minute. Uh, So, obviously, this uh, is—I'm not going to say, like, present day, because this is definitely, like, set in the future. Mm. So, like, there's this weird tone shift where, you know, we go from Nazi zombies basically uh, intercepting uh, a Finnish airliner uh, to being in future—I'm trying to remember, like, if they're supposed to be in the States or if they're still in— Yeah, they're in the United States because, like, the guy— The Richter had moved from Germany to the U.S. uh, after the war because he is 115 years old uh, with the body of a 75-year-old or whatever the fuck it is uh, because of the serum. I'll get into that later. Um, But (laughs) but but it's so weird because, like, we go from, like, you know— the 1940s so like, the Vietnam War to, like, I don't know what year, like, the future is supposed to be in this movie, but as soon as you hit the future and you see the neon, you have all of this synth wave coming into play, and honestly, out of everything in this movie, that is probably... The one thing in particular that I remember the most about Sky Sharks is nothing to do with the fucking oh. movie. It's the synth wave tracks in this movie. So if you are a fan of that type of genre, uh which you know, if you enjoy 80s, you know, genre pieces you are probably a fan of synthwave uh so for that alone i think it's worth checking out but just don't expect like the greatest movie but the synthwave definitely drew me in initially on the first watch uh but it but it's so weird though because you know it, it puts technology first and then you have, like, all these neon elements, and it's like, oh, like, are we in Tokyo? No, we're in the U.S. And I'm like, well, there's no, probably nowhere in the U.S. that is like this. So it's just like, well, where the fuck are we actually supposed to be? And it's, like, so hard to pinpoint uh, in that regard. But, it, again, this is one of those movies where I'm like, all right, I gotta turn my brain off after that opening. You know, we you had mentioned... uh the drink cart, <laughs> and I remember you mentioning, like, there's no way a drink cart is that tiny. And I'm like, yeah, even if it's, like, a European flight, that would definitely not be anywhere near that small, either.
0: But it's still heavy enough to kill our uh, our, our dollar story Lori, Lori Holden from The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. So, um, the, the slightly older and slightly chunkier Lori Holden <laughs> that got waxed by that drink cart. Well, yeah, in, in the opening credits, I mean, it... Like, I, I it felt like we had accidentally put on some, like, ripoff of, like, a Fast and Furious movie because the, the ripoff Hope Solo, because that's who she looks like. She looks like Hope Solo, is driving a Lamborghini through town, and then they, they show this shot of, like, this neonized New York City because they're coming. It's They show the Brooklyn Bridge, for Christ's sake. So, I mean, somebody took a aerial shot of the Brooklyn Bridge and basically downtown and just made all the windows pink. And it was like, to your point, OK, so where are we exactly? And then moreover, when are we? And that's, again, a question that's not thoroughly answered. But again, it just putting on my dunce cap and just going, OK, I'm going to watch. <laughs> that's kind of what you have to do for this movie.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. So basically at the core, a lot of the movie revolves around Richter uh, and Richter technology uh, so, we basically have the head person for Richter Technology, who is 115, as I mentioned. Uh, and they talk a lot about K7B, which is a serum. And basically what it does is it restructures your DNA sequence. Uh, so, this is kind of like their way of slowing the uh, like cell decay, to like slow the dying process. So, when you inject yourself with the serum, it prolongs your life. Uh, in this case, for him, he has the physical condition of a 75-year-old, even though he's 115 in this case. Uh-huh. And, you know, like, that's great. They also do like the whole, uh, like, spine uh, technology which is kind of reminiscent of like Titan, <laughs> from what I remember back oh, when we yes, were yes, back yes. when we were watching this. So, you know, I immediately thought of that, but I'm like, Oh man, are there going to be any other car babies running around here? Nope, not in this case. Uh, but you know, I, I, find it interesting that like a lot of these technology based, like futuristic movies are going towards like the, the advanced spinal cords, <laughs> you know, attaching to your back. So you know, is that going to be something in the future? I don't know. But everyone seems to be, like, pulling that, you know, like, name out of the hat, essentially, and just throwing it in there for for whatever reason. It's that, and nanotechnology are, like, foolproof. It's, like, they're always going to be the go-tos for whatever reason. It just hasn't become the staple.
0: Well, and that's always the funny part, because they're, they're going with all this hardcore technology, and it's like, I spend so many nights banging on the... The, the products I have in my house because my fucking Fi won't work and it's like okay come on This like uh, one thing I did notice and I as we record I tend to have these movies in the background kind of playing so I can pick up things I just noticed something okay. that is a little bit fucking mind blowing as we are at 14 minutes and 29 seconds and we're still in the fucking title card the supporting uh effects supervisor you know who that was? Not a clue. <laughs> Tom Savini.
1: <laughs> Interested. <laughs> uh,
0: tell me. Tell me that is not just a glorious little nugget of information. Yes, yeah. I watched and I'm like, I saw that. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, like, like? Did I mean? And I'm thinking he probably supported them with a phone call. That's what I'm guessing. <laughs> but <laughs> um, I okay, Tom Savini. Okay, well now you. One of those other little things that makes it. Gloriously bad. So I'm I'm gonna that's gonna be a theme. Yeah.
1: Okay, uh, um, yeah. yeah, I, I can see that. Uh at the same time though, like this movie does have a couple of genre celebs sprinkled in. Uh Ooh. we have huh? uh Robert Lazardo from Friday the 13th, part four. Tony Todd is also later in the movie as uh, you know, one of the military leaders. Uh, for the US. Uh, yeah, which
0: general or whatever. Yeah, some of yeah.
1: his dialogue in this movie made me like wince because like it just made no fucking sense. <laughs> like I'm like, "Wait, what? That's what we went with?" I'm like, oh, you couldn't like ad-lib anything?" Nope. Okay. All right. I guess that's just what we're going to go with, but uh but yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, and then it, when you have dime store or dollar store um Hope Solo pulling in her Lamborghini and she's going into that place and she gets her finger pricked by the, the scanner and then she just goes and uh, licks the blood off her thumb. Yeah. Another one of those things that probably wouldn't have gone over real well on the on the uh, uh, sci-fi channel, if you know what I mean. <laughs> probably would have been a little too much innuendo for them, but I, I digress. It just, <laughs> oh. This, I mean, looking at the people in this movie, l- looking at the story, I hate to say this, but It's one of those movies where it's borderline pornography. (laughs) I mean, it really is borderline pornography. But it has just enough of a story where, like, even, like, a Senate committee could be like, I guess it's a movie, but come on, guys, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Like, oh. But it's still, the story is just so, it's just so discombobulated. And like we already talked about, the timeline in this movie, there are times where they jump, and you have no idea where they are, or, or moreover, when they are. Mm-hmm. And by the time you figure it out, they're jumping back to a new time. Right. And it's like, oh, it's 1942. Oh, uh, oh. Wait a minute, everything's neon again. Fuck, what happened? I don't, <laughs> I don't get it.
1: All right, so we are uh, going to Antarctica, to the Global One Research Station, uh, which yes. is a you know, part of Ritger technology as well uh and the whole reason for being here is they are scanning a Nazi warship uh so you know we have Maynard who uh is in the middle of getting it on with the busty blonde scientist uh who ends up getting decapitated by one of the zombie Nazis uh so you know guy can't finish T- seems to be a recurrent theme throughout the entirety of this movie when it comes to any sex uh that is displayed but also, it's always the guy nailing a blonde <laughs> as well in every situation in this movie, which I also thought was kind of interesting. Uh, well, that <laughs> kind of follows the
0: theme, though, if you think about yes. Nazi Nazi zombies mm-hmm. and the whole the whole uh, very poorly conceived master race thing. The whole everyone's cool. n- everyone's nailing a buxom blonde thing sort of makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, I, it, a little stupid because not every guy likes blondes. OK, yeah, ex- <laughs> exactly.
1: I, like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, so, you know, we you have the blondie who, after this, ends up fending off one of the zombies with a shotgun that she has on the table. Uh, but she does end up getting captured by some of the other Nazis, uh, which ends up, like, getting dragged down the uh, the corridor. And, you know, of course, like, with the way that they show all of this is, like, through a POV from, like, the camera that the guy's wearing on his helmet. Uh, and, like, the whole time you have Diabla, who is, like, on her way to, like, infiltrate this warship to, like, try to save her. And the whole time, like, her dad's being like, no, it's too late. You can't do anything for her. And uh, sure enough, that ends up being true because the the hot blonde scientist ends up getting uh, basically held over the shark pool, buck-ass naked. She's hanging upside down. And, of course... Who would have guessed the shark would just jump up, hum, you know, bite her in half. And (laughs) that's the end of her, which, uh, you know, in regards to, like, pure villainy, as you would expect from, like, a Bond villain, is what you would expect in this situation. And uh, it's not like they're going to just throw more clothes on her. She was already naked at this point.
0: Well, yeah, but the scene where she's getting humped, it's like she's literally... I don't know where they're humping exactly, but she has snow falling on her. And, like, was there not a more comfortable place, even in this super fancy lab thing to, I mean, like, something that was a little warmer? There was, like, a, a fire burning in the corner or something? You know? It, uh, yeah, and then she sort of gets the the Nazi blood spread. Just, I mean, okay, for for somebody who likes, we'll call it, I like shitty movies, I do. Mm-hmm. Um this is this is a shitty movie. Um but there's a lot of scenes in it where it's just like they use their effects they're really really effective, but the hard part is is that they are jumping scenes so fast. Right. Like I can't I can't tell what the hell's going on. So it, I just as I'm starting to realize I'm enjoying something, they've changed the scene so fast and just like, "Well, wait, I want can I go back?" and just no. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you're your cutie little blonde just running through the place, butt naked with a shotgun. I mean, I've had dreams that are not that good, you know. So <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I mean, okay, that that sounds sounds good to me, you know. But then to your point about the blondes, there there was a point where I was watching this and I got sort of mixed up on which blonde was which. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's like, I thought you just got captured. Oh no, you no, you were just showing up in the snowcat. Okay, mm-hmm. different blonde. Okay, sorry, I was confused. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you know, you have the rid- gr- the Ritger blonde and then you had the uh, the blonde scientist also the blonde chick who gets railed in the uh the plane bathroom
0: uh there's definitely a theme here yeah, absolutely
1: so. uh the the other part like about like that opening sex scene too though is just the fact that like I'm pretty sure like there was a dead guy right next to them too because he was like frozen solid <laughs>
0: Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I Okay, now I have to. And
1: I'm just trying to think, like, well, I don't know if, like, that was just someone who uh, just died at that facility or or what the situation was uh, on that end. But it, it just, like, pans a little bit to the right, and you see, like, a frozen guy right there, which also I thought was kind of interesting. But, you know, because it is so cold, I mean, obviously she's perky in this uh, scene as well. But, of course, you know, you do see a little bit of snowfall, too. And then, obviously, you know, there's you just got to try to stay warm. You know, they're in Antarctica for fuck's sake. What else are you supposed to do? Uh, well, I, spo- you
0: know? I suppose human blood would do it. I also did like the fact that she didn't stop moving her hips until about five strokes after that guy's head came off. I'm like, well, Hey, you know what you do? You
1: lady and get yours. <laughs> um, yeah, I, uh- Hey, I mean, you know, sometimes the guy just gets decapitated, and uh, there's a couple more thrusts, you know? Uh, well, hey, whatever works. I'm, or, I'm, uh, oh, God, I'm sort of... trying to remember. <laughs> or, like, in other movies, uh, God, what movie was it in? I'm trying to think. It might have been Dream Home, when a guy's hitting it from the back, and the guy ends up, uh, getting stabbed, and they do, like, the flick of the the knife to, like, throw the blood on a chick's back, and she thinks it's cum. <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, and like whatever. Yeah, it was like, what was the line? Like, are you done already? Or like, whatever it was, like, oh, yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. Jesus. Yep, then you get, then you get the, the cum splatter, oh. out of blood. Yeah, good times.
0: Yeah, well, this, as I, as I said earlier, this movie is the reason why our Discord has unanimously decided that you no longer get to pick movies. You are henceforth banned from ever picking a movie.
1: Well, that's uh, just too damn bad. Wood can fight me over it. I don't care. Uh, but anyways, so, so after after the blonde scientist gets eaten in half by the sharks in the shark pool, uh, you have Diablo Richter who is uh, just kicking all sorts of zombie ass as she tries to oh. make her escape from this warship. Uh, and, you know, we, we go through the ordeal where, like, she sees all of the Nazi zombies, for for lack of a better term, being harvested. You know, it's obviously like a, a sort of like an assembly line, and it seems like they, they are in, like, a sleep mode at the time when she's, like, peering in.
0: Yes. Uh, yes.
1: But she does run into Lady Blade. And there is a back and forth between the two. So, you know, we got a little bit of a cat fight going on uh, and she ends up getting injected with the serum during this combat. And that
0: seems to be a running theme in this movie. Just about every Mm -hmm. woman gets injected with the serum at one point or another, if you know what I mean. Yep. Uh, First, my first thought when I saw that room was like, okay, so you've got this giant room of these kind of rotting soldiers. It's like, okay, you probably could have done this better. But my second thought was, I bet this room fucking stinks. Mm. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, garbage cans have been sitting in the sun for a week, running with maggots kind of stink. Oh, it was just, oh. kind of made me just go bleh, a little bit. Just like, oh, yeah. no thank you.
1: Yeah, and who knows how long they've been there. Probably at least 80, 80 years. If they've been there since World War II... Who knows, in this case, because uh, the timeline jumps around too much for us to actually know from uh, what point the worship is from. Uh, but either way, so Diablo gets injected by this serum, uh, which comes into effect later on in the movie, both for the zombification process, as well as kind of uh, some sister-on-sister fighting uh, between the two, like in the third act of the movie. Ah, uh, but Diablo does manage to make her escape, but of course it's not without the zombie Nazis taking off in the warship, and of course the Sky Sharks. Uh, and Diablo basically ends up getting uh, rescued by the Ritter team and brought back to uh, the United States. But she was basically—I don't want to say like she was almost like left for dead because obviously like the serum isn't enough to actually kill her. Like unless we're talking about like. Making her undead, which in this case I don't know if you could really count it as that, because uh, that's just <laughs> just not what happens. But the serum we do see start to take effect when Diablo is in the shower, of course, because like when else is it gonna happen? Because you know it, it is very gratuitous in <laughs> in this movie, <laughs> so we we have like this back and forth like montage between like the one sister in the shower. Uh, Angelique is, like, basically doing a workout routine, you know, and you're just switching back and forth the whole time, and then we have, like, these um sombification, like, uh CG effects that are going on, where it's, like, you can see the decay on Diabla, but it's not, like, fully consuming her body, it's just, like, little snippets here and there, and it doesn't, like, fully take effect, so it's just, like... It's waiting for, like, the opportunity to, like, fully kick in, but we just know that it's in her system at this point, and she's starting to be affected by it, and she basically chalks it up to, like, being a flu, which, of course, her father and her sister knows is just complete bullshit because they bring it up later on.
0: Yeah, there was... Going back just a tiny bit when she was having her badass fight, there was a scene I really liked when she was going all ice pickaxe on the zombies and i don't know if it was accidental but it it, it really struck me when i saw it is she went all over the head of this one zombie and then he turns back at her and he's got this bright red blood spraying out of his face and this dark green goo dripping out of his mouth at the same time and i'm like there was a little piece of me that kind of respected that shot like whoever did this kind of thought about this shit i i I kind of like it like that But at the same time, if it's a long-dead zombie, would it have bright red blood? Then I'm like... And then I got into this whole rabbit hole of thinking, and then I kind of moved on. Yeah. Yeah. And I do like... I do like uh, Dollar Store Hope Solo's, like, workout routine. There's something about that. that, And then we're back to the shower scene, which, as you pointed out, was just the tiniest bit gratuitous. I mean, (laughs) just... I mean, there was... You know, between... Flashing between the shower and the workout scene, I mean, it was... I'm gonna I'm gonna call it what it is. Things that will go on this bank bank for later, <laughs> okay? Because it was it was pretty fucking priceless. And they flash back, and you see Lady Blade stabbing her, and it's I mean, there's I I don't know. <laughs> again, the themes of this movie and what's like, like what's what and what you're supposed to be thinking in any given moment. Because again, going back to her transformation in the shower, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> that you saw something that you could usually only pay for on the internet, if you know what I mean. <laughs> so it's like, it's, it's so, yep. Okay. You did <laughs> for sure. Um, but then having dollar store hope solo, just punching the shit out of these punching bags and just lifting weights. And it's like, it's one of those, t- like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be thinking here. Like I have, like, I don't know what you're trying to tell me she other sh- than
1: she's training to kick zombie ass. <laughs> yeah.
0: I, my thought was, like, naked ladies are fun to look at. Duh. <laughs> yeah, I, I sort of knew that. But, I mean, it's it's crazy. And then, you know, getting back into after she's out of the shower and she's dressed, and, of course, she's in this, like, sort of blackish leather thing, and you have all these pictures going up this stairway of the dad, you know, in his various ages. And I think what is supposed to be, like, a Time magazine sort of, like, cover art, whatever else, and pictures of his now-deceased wife and all this, and just, like, oh, you're going to give me some
1: story. Great. Mm-hmm.
0: And then they never do. So it's like, god, god damn, give me something.
1: Yeah, it's interesting, because, like, if he has this serum and he's 115, uh, why didn't the wife use it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> just one of those things. I'm like, I, I don't know, like, uh... Maybe you just didn't want to be married to a zombie. I, that that could have been it. Uh, but yeah, yep. Must suck to uh, outlive literally everyone you know because you keep injecting yourself with this uh, this serum in this case. Uh, but anyways, so moving well, on. A, yeah, but how does a,
0: how does a guy that's 115 years old have a slew of hot young daughters? I'm sorry. Okay, because even if you have found a way to keep your body from decaying, at some point you do run out of modal sperm. Okay, you just do. So there's, there's no way this guy would be able to find either, A, a willing participant in the breeding thing because this guy is – I mean, he's basically a sack of flesh that's barely hanging on. Um, so – but that's also a kind of a theme, too, because you have that, that shot in the airplane earlier where you have a, a guy who is clearly in his late 60s, maybe even 70, that appears to have, like, an 8-year-old daughter. And it's like, eh. So – Whoever was making this movie, or whoever produced it, EP'd it, whatever else, was clearly old as fuck and trying to look for like a hot young wife and trying to make some more kids or something. And then, because it came through in the uh, the comic book storyboarding of this movie,
1: mm. so I do learn more about the genetic mutation surgery. Uh, so you know, this is like going back to kind of like the World War II uh, part of the timeline. Uh, so, basically, you had the Nazis who were looking for uh, super weapons to use in the war. And they had turned to, uh, I want to say it was Himmler, in this case, uh, who was one of the scientists who basically, like, had them in spades, in this case. Uh, and he had basically uh, done a couple of tests. The one that they talked about uh, just a, a, a little bit, they didn't really go into details into, like, exactly what he did here, uh, but he'd executed successful anti-gravity tests, Maybe that was a reason for, like, the moon boots or whatever the fuck the Ladyblade was wearing on the oh. airplane.
0: <laughs> Anti-gravity. There's our flying sharks. Okay. We'll see. Yeah.
1: But that's yeah. that's the only time it's mentioned is in this one flashback.
0: Uh, well, and again, w- w- with this flashback, you're so profoundly taken out of your driver's seat as a watcher and put somewhere else that they're giving you this information, but it's hard to pick up because you're still like, mm-hmm. did the movie change again? Am I... Am I watching something different? Is this the uh what the hell is the movie with uh Tom Cruise in it where he's uh it's like am I watching that all of a sudden? You know? Uh what the hell was that movie called? I'm brain farting completely.
1: <laughs> which one, which one? Are you talking about the one that was like set in the future?
0: No, with Tom Cruise where he he, he was one of the uh, head Nazis that was trying to assassinate Himmler. Valkyrie. Valkyrie is the movie. Oh
1: it's like, am, yeah, I wa- yeah, yeah.
0: am I watching Valkyrie now? I like and, and but, but this is a game where we we all in the in the Discord thought or not the Discord but in the chat thought that you
1: had changed the movie accidentally <laughs> again. <laughs> it's,
0: like a, it's like what the fuck is he doing over there? Okay, yeah,
1: you know I'm just I'm pulling all these strings and I have 18 different windows up because that would definitely yeah. not be a smart thing to do. Uh, you are the puppet master, uh, so uh, hell yes. That, that would make the stream lag even more, but that's besides the point. Uh, but yeah, so they basically go from talking about like the successful anti-gravity test, which is really just one line in this flashback, uh, to going back into the serum K7B, uh, saying like, oh yeah, this is going to be what is going to turn the tide of war for Germany— uh, and basically what it does, it, you know, regenerates tissue building effects, and it makes the soldiers invulnerable. Of course, it's always about having like a super soldier uh, in this case. Uh, so what? not not only that, but it could prolong a uh, a healthy person's life, which, you know, we, we do see come into play uh, in other aspects. Uh, and then they explain like, you know, when it's used on women, it turns them into a zombie. Uh, you know, they become stronger, more enduring, more decisive, allowing them to fight with the men at war. Uh and they they have like this plan uh to basically uh, use the serum on their fallen soldiers in the field. So they're gonna go into basically drop it from the airplanes into the battlefield in order to, you know, create the super shoulders. Then of course <laughs> You know, right after that, they're, they they mentioned the sharks a, a tiny bit, just being like, "Oh yeah," and uh, you know, we equipped them with jet engines and machine guns. <laughs> so it's like, I'm like, oh, "Okay." Uh, so that's that's our our sole information that we get on on the sharks is just the weaponry that they have and how they are the and I quote, "ultimate weapon," according to Richter. <laughs>
0: Well, we still have flying sharks that can breathe air somehow. So, <laughs> until somebody can explain that to me, I'm still going to be a little bit like, hmm, really? But in their discussion, they talk about their they they had for a stupid thing that I picked up. They had forgotten about secret project Bell, and it's like <laughs> if you have a, if you have a super secret project, did you really forget about it? Um, but then just after that, they show there's a sign on the ground. Like a guy kind of like walks over the sign and I don't know why they did this, but because it just looks like somebody walking across this sign, but then they had to translate the sign for you. And did you catch what the sign said?
1: Was it something about swing dancing?
0: Swing dancing (laughs) is prohibited. Yes. what (laughs) i mean it's like whoever wrote the script for this just like googled shit that happened in the 40s (laughs) i'm like okay i'm just gonna i'm gonna throw this in there because i can and it was just like okay wow but again it, it goes it still goes back to how gloriously bad this movie was and it's in a lot of ways um it yeah i was I hate to say it, it it's going to be it's going to end up being one of those movies that I'm going to tell my friends to watch because <laughs> because it is so gloriously bad. I mean and oh come on, if you're if you're a horror nerd, a true horror nerd, right? You you love the great the greats, the greats, the jaws, the exorcist, the fight of the 13th. You love those movies. It's hard not to like movies that are so covered in boobs, blood and a so disconnected story that makes like no sense at all I mean that's kind of like I mean that's it's the foundational block of horror right I, mm-hmm. I'm not going to tell you what's going on you're going to have no idea but guess what you're going to get boobs and blood so things are great
1: yeah I mean if you, hey, if you had the three B's that's a uh, successful mm-hmm. formula mm-hmm. for the genre mm-hmm. so that's all that really matters <laughs> and you know like when it comes to to B grade movies you know for at least the shark genre we don't always get that which is like one of the other reasons why, I'm like, okay, I gotta pick this one in particular. Because trust me, like, after I watched a documentary that you had recommended, I I watched Doll Shark, which was the one that I was going to pick from Mark Polonia, the same guy who did Sharkula.
0: Thank you for not doing that. And by the
1: way. Um, I, I will say this that movie I thought was okay. But like it wasn't one that I just like had such like a ridiculous romp with like Sharkula that I'm like, oh man, I gotta show these guys this movie. After that, I I picked another, you know, random shark movie on on Tubi, <laughs> which also happened to be a Mark Polonia movie. <laughs> and I was like, it it was Cocaine Shark. And I as soon as I saw his name on the credits, I was like You've got to be fucking kidding me. But at the same time, right after that, I was like, I honestly can't even say I'm surprised at this point. Because he's made a number of shark movies at this point. And Cocaine Shark was fucking awful. (laughs) Like, so bad. Way worse than than Sky Sharks. Um, After that, I watched uh, Shark Huntress. Which was okay. It was kind of like all over the place. They did a lot of like paranoia shit with like the governments and like the plastic people. And it was just kind of like a weird movie. And then after that, I watched one of the Tubi originals, Sharkbait, which was better than all the other three combined.
0: Oh, yeah. Sharkbait (laughs) is way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for sure. Yeah.
1: Well, but that's the
0: hard part. I mean, and I think we've talked about this before. When when you go down a Tubi rabbit hole and you just let. You let Tubi pick the next glorious thing. Sometimes you're in for a great ride. Mm -hmm. More often than not, you're probably not. Now, Sharkula... Sharkula sucks on a level that I think we have not seen in... (laughs) ...at least a millennia, okay? That movie is so fucking bad. (laughs) They put... The way it's filmed, Mm -hmm. just how everything is disjointed. And then the only really great scenes are the scenes of, like, that weird goddess that shows up. Yeah, the (laughs) fire dancer. Yeah. Those are the only scenes that, like, seem like they're shot on something that resembles a quality media. Mm -hmm. Everything else seems like it was filmed on somebody's completely shit VHS camcorder from 1982. Mm -hmm. And then, again, Sharkula has (laughs) a Dracula that takes strolls through a sunny middle Midday, I, I like. Okay, you know you could you can you can put sharks into Dracula. You can do all that. Okay, you can't fuck with the basic lore. Okay, <laughs> you know. And if he's gonna do that, he's at least got to put some sunscreen on something. You know, but to make me believe it. But that movie, that movie fucking sucks. It sucks ass. I mean, like all day long,
1: oh, man. I just I, I remember. Oh. Uh, I I was talking to to Tay at the time when I was watching Doll Shark and I'm just like waiting. I'm like, all right, I'm waiting for like the first kill in this movie just so I can see like how how much do I need to brace myself for whatever is going to follow after this? And there was a lot of like Doll Shark POV, which I really appreciated because like obviously it's a plush shark. So it really, like, harkened back to, like, Puppet Master or, like, Child's Play I- I- in that sense. But, you know, obviously to a much worse degree. But, like, I-, I just love the fact that, you know, we we got, like, the kill cam approach to it. Uh, but anyways, getting back to Sky Sharks. So after World War II, uh, Ritger ended up leaving Germany uh, to head to the United States. And, uh... You know, he continued to do his work. And by continuing to do his work, I mean he synthesized the serum, K7B. And, you know, of course, this is uh, definitely going to come back to bite him in the ass, uh, the serum, just across the board. Uh, But really, like, he's just, like, a key component in the sense that, like, when it comes to this serum, he's really the only person who would be able to create an antidote uh, for the effects uh, which, you know, we do see come into play with his daughter because, uh, you know, she does have the serum in her system. And then we we start to see like the uh, the Nazis start to go on the offensive here for a bit. Uh, so, you know, you have the Sky Sharks who are attacking all over Europe, uh, even Berlin, which I thought was interesting. So we we have this moment where it's like, OK, like Europe is under attack by the Nazis and Richter is wanting to strike back. And that's when we kind of like have this war council meeting with some of the other intelligence leaders uh, from across the globe. And there's a lot of like back and forth there. And, you know, there's there's always like that uh, rivalry between like the U.S. and like Europe <laughs> where they're just like a lot of bickering back and forth, which, you know, you would just come to expect because like the, the guy from the U.S. is always just like. Laid laid back and everything, and like they're they're talking about like their their top guns like going up against like I can't remember what the fucking British ones were, uh in this case, but like obviously like it's a game of like what spinship. like okay who has the best pilots in the world?
0: Yeah, the, the there's a couple of scenes I don't want to skip over because they were so they were so fucking brilliant and um before we had our last let's get in the DeLorean and go into the future again uh, thing. There's a bunch of scenes where they have this old, and it's very it's very V for a vendetta, um, propagandist stuff that the Nazis were doing, because the Nazis did a ton of that shit, that, all this propaganda shit. But you have this great big stage with all these red curtains, you know, and but then, in the background, there's all these sharks in the sky. So that was like 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 they're weird. I, it's so fucking weird, but it's so cool at the same time. It's like uh, because like i've I've seen enough old films of like the Nazi propaganda and all the shit that they used to do, and it's like it it has a very it has a little bit of a cartoony thing to it, too, but at the same time, it's like. I can kind of see them doing this, like, you know, hey, great people of Germany, here's our latest thing. It's like, by the way, the sharks fly now. So, like, what the fuck? It's, it's just it... for all the for all the shit that I've given you about this movie. That the more I talk about it, there are more things that I just love about it. I do. I just love about it because it's so. I is. It, As discombobulated as it is, and and how you could never tell like where you're actually at, when Mm -hmm. they can take, you know, New York City and turn it into downtown Tokyo, when they can have this weird like flying shark propaganda, when you have uh, zombie Nazis that jump onto shark or jump off of sharks that are flying onto airline, I mean, as bad as this is, they owned every fucking second of it, and it's ultimately something that i can kind of appreciate you know (laughs) i the the badness isn't it isn't badness that hurts my heart it's badness and like just like wow you guys fucking did this (laughs) you fuck you fucking did this and it's but as it's coming together it's actually turning into something that's um probably better than it should have been
1: So during this uh, council meeting, uh, they, they basically come up with the plan of attack uh, to like, how how are we going to deal with the sky sharks? So the plan <clears throat> is for them to disrupt them with a uh, sonic pulse or an EMP uh, to remove the shark's cloaking capabilities. That's right. These sharks, not only can they fly and only can they <laughs> breathe out of water. They can go stealth, which is another tidbit which uh, I thought was absolutely hilarious, (laughs) because like you know you would think okay, if we're like if if our whole plan is like world domination and like we are overtaking all of the the airways, you know we're gonna take down any airplane that's in the sky. like, we, we don't need the whole, like, all right, we're going to have you surrounded, slowly uncloak for, like, every, all the passengers to, like, look out the window and be like, oh, what's that? What's going on? Oh, shit. That's a shark. We don't need that. You can just stay stealth. uh But, you know, I digress. It was just one of those scenes that they threw in there that I'm like, oh, and the sharks can uh, go camouflage. Awesome, like, because we needed one other threat to make it the ultimate weapon, because, like, that was always the point, because, like, oh, mad sharks are so fierce, but how can we make them even more dangerous? I know, we can make them go stealth. I'm like, all right, I'm sold.
0: Well, but in in one of the hundred ways that this movie contradicts itself, (laughs) because it does that through the whole entire thing. In the, one of the very first scenes of the movie, they show the sharks showing up on the plane's radar. So they're not fucking invisible anyway. So it's like, so you just decided that they were invisible along the way. <laughs> like, <laughs> like what's, what's going to be our, ch- I know, I know mm-hmm. this is Hogwarts and they have a fucking invisibility cloak. Let's do that. <laughs> like, and, I, I don't know. It, <laughs> it, it, it doesn't make a ton of sense, but at the same time, it's like, when you have all these countries coming together and we we have, I'm sure what are all the greatest minds on the planet thinking about how to defeat the Sky Sharks. <laughs> it's like you have to have something or or one thing they can come up with to be like, you know what, here's what we're gonna do and it's like it's like the team play. So it, it kinda does make sense, but it's like I'm pretty sure they showed up on radar before, so <laughs> Why is this a thing?
1: Yeah, I mean, so so the, so the other part of that, which kind of like undoes it, <laughs> is the fact that we we know. I mean, at least later on when the EMP comes into play, uh, these sky sharks can genetically mutate themselves in order to protect themselves. So there well, there, there is also that.
0: <laughs> well, of course, I mean, because that's why wouldn't that happen? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it, you know, and and for as many times as you have Richter looking out of what looks like a half-broken pair of Oakleys, like, as his little eyepiece, which is just, like, like, I could have done better than that. Um, But then, and I think we talked about it when we were on our chat, the the actress, in in that whole tribunal thing when everyone's talking, the actress from Married with Children Mm -hmm. is there. And it was just, like, I was struggling with that one, because, like, it, it was one of those whole... I know I know her from somewhere. Mm-hmm. And it was like, and then I had to go through it. And I'm like, oh, no shit. And I'm like, goodness, how the how have the mighty have fallen? Wow. Okay. Uh, but that's just me. I, I thought that was almost painfully funny. <laughs> but then, you know, pushing on later to we have our little group of scientists on the boat. Um, and there's this weird, like... They're obviously, like, in a little inflatable boat, and then somebody put up a still shot of a yacht in the back. (laughs) Like, but it was so obvious. Like, I just, okay, guys, well, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna once again put on my dunce cap and just keep going, okay, whatever.
1: Well, it's, it's one of those things where it's, like, you you have to be honest with yourselves. Like, we're not out to make the next draws. (laughs) Uh... And if we're if we're going to fake it, we're going to make it pretty fucking obvious that, uh, you know, things aren't the way that they appear to be, which, uh, you know, good for good for that. So so after we we concoct this plan to uh, basically launch an EMP uh, at these sharks to uh, remove their stealth capabilities, uh, we basically have a worldwide no fly zone that gets implemented, canceling all flights across the globe. And, of course, you know, we have, like, the U.S. News Bulletin in New York. And, you know, I remember, like, this is another thing that we're like, wait, what? Because they were talking about, like, I'm I'm trying to remember what they called it, like, the New York Financial Headquarters or something. And they were talking about how, like, uh, you know, the stock market didn't open. And they were thinking, like, oh, is this, like, another Friday the 13th? What is going on? Like... The president needs to tell us something. So basically, like, all of the U.S. citizens are just being kept in the dark. No one knows what's going on. You have all of these people who are trying to fly to the United States or fly into the United States, but they can't because everything is being canceled uh, at this point in time. But remarkably, somehow, for whatever reason, there is a flight from, I want to say, Europe to New York that opens up. Which, you know, if, uh, if if I'm in that situation, of course everyone's gonna be like, oh, look at that, like, lucky us. And in the back of my head, I'm like, no, you fucking morons. That just makes you the prime target for the Nazi assault. And sure enough, that's exactly what ends up happening. Uh, but at the same time, the US is looking to attack the carrier. At the same time, it's just like, we got two different attacks going on. What the fuck are we focusing on?
0: oh but another one of the little the little simple things that i that i saw in this movie um that i th- that i thought was hilarious and i and i it was a strike at like how much this movie is understanding exactly what it is mm-hmm. as they're showing all the all the arrivals and departure boards in the airport and they're all going to you know cancel 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 there's a guy sitting in just an airport chair, reading a book. Did you catch what the title of the book was?
1: No, that I did not.
0: <laughs> the title of the book is 50 Sharks of Grey, A Bite of Love.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> and it's like, well, I mean, if seeing that is is probably the place where it's cemented for me that this movie knows exactly what it is, and it just is. It's a shark movie with flying sharks and Nazi zombies, and it's also a giant dancing middle finger and it's like you're still watching ha 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 but it it's a part of why I, honestly i i think it's sort of fantastic
1: <laughs> so i guess the main character in that book would have to be daddy shark then that mm-hmm. that that would make the most sense in my mind oh yes given the yep. subject matter <laughs> but that's
0: that's i nice <laughs> i think so i think so it's it's people sitting down and eating shark fin soup and the, having weird leather made out of shark skin and just and I, I, there's a lot there's a lot of things i think that i could uh <laughs> ulti- ultimately sort of be okay with if you know what i mean so yeah but just another stupid little point where it was just like did i see that right and i had to go back and like i did i saw it oh shit okay yeah it's yeah and just everyone in the airport and they're, you know the, the little the papers where it's like europe is a war zone and we just have all these like sad people at the airport then to your point there's one flight Mm -hmm. where you know the blonde scientist the redheaded daughter and then i think i'm I'm not sure if if discount hope solo was on that flight because now we have a new character that comes in who is and i'll admit that i don't exactly know what she is Mm -hmm. but okay it doesn't make a ton of sense and then we have what i call kind of like Almost like our Starship Trooper scene, where it's like, you know, be a hero. Do you want to know more? (laughs) You know? (laughs) Like, well, yeah. Oh, the Dead Flesh Force. That's what it was called. Mm -hmm. And it's like, and again, it's like, as we're watching on Twisted, I'm like, is this a commercial for something? (laughs) What the fuck is going on? And like, nope, Richter Technologies, the future is today. It's like, oh, I mean, this movie changes, it changes tone. And it changes direction so fast, you get fucking whiplash from it, mm-hmm. you know. Because they go from this dead flesh force thing to uh, a shot of two two uh, flight attendants walking, and they just show you their asses, and it's like, what the, f- what am I? It, and this is the that last flight out that you talked about. And it's like we have again two new characters, so it's like, what the hell is going on?
1: Yeah, I, and they are. I don't remember shy. like what role the female was in particular. I know the guy that she was with was, like, a flight marshal. Because they mentioned that, but I don't know, like, what, what her her deal was uh, in this case.
0: I'm guessing she was the partner or something like that, but it just it didn't make a ton of sense. And then we have our very Star Wars scene, where we have a flying shark coming out of, like, a bay. And it's like... But it's going down the bay, just going... <laughs> it's like oh, you got to be fucking kidding me, you know? And it's like he's uh, off into the atmosphere, but then, to your point, he puts on his cloaking device where it just gets electric on the outside, and it can't... And then there's just hundreds of them coming down, and it's like, oh, my God. Like, you know? And then our sad little Tony Todd in his camouflage, and he's has all these screens, and on the screens in the background are, like, different nuclear power plants mm-hmm. in the United States, and it's like... So that's what we're worried about? But... And it's like I don't even know if it's—it's it's so funny because when you watch a movie on Tubi, okay, so you are watching a movie on Tubi, right? You are—you're watching a movie, and then all of a sudden, you're disconnected by a weird commercial. Right. I could never tell if that was happening <laughs> during this movie. <laughs> like, I honestly couldn't, because I know there's like a commercial that comes on that has William Shatner in it. And I'm like, oh, William Shatner's in his movie. I'm like, nope, that was a commercial. Never mind. <laughs> what the fuck. <laughs> You know, but it. It just keeps doing it, and it's uh, there's pieces of it that are so badly beautiful. I just. <laughs> yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. So uh, on this flight, of course, we have the uh, the guy sneaking off with the, the hot blonde to the bathroom to, uh, you know, join the Mile High Club. And of course, uh, much like earlier in the movie, the guy gets gruesomely murdered. Uh, as he's tapping a blonde by the Nazis and uh, they do like the whole like it's supposed to be like a periscope <laughs> ordeal that's like looking through, but you basically just see like this cavity like in this guy's skull uh, from like the impact caused from this. And then you you have like the, the, the bird's eye view of the periscope like looking on board like to see like all the chaos that's ensuing like on this flight. And it's like, man, like, none of these guys are going to get to uh, to finish clapping the blonde. But, uh, oh, well, I guess we're just going to move on here. Uh, but, of course, you know, while this is going on, you know, there's there's this other plan that the Nazis had. We're like, all right, like, we're really going to fuck these guys up. So there's this scene where, you know, we see the the sky sharks on opposite sides of the plane. And then we have basically this giant saw... Uh, which they use to cut the plane in half. And it's interesting because, like, for one, they don't necessarily go all the way across the plane. Uh, we, we do, like, see uh, some particles of the plane, like, starting to blow off after the EMP goes off, in this case. Uh, but, you know, it, it's one of those scenes where, okay, we have this plan. We're, we're gonna implement it we're gonna launch this EMP to try to get rid of all of these sharks that are in the sky you know the pulse goes off uh without a hitch you know we, we we see the impact that it happens but right as it hits the sharks we see like the sharks genetically mutate themselves uh in order to you know be on the defense here so they protect themselves from the EMP blast so they are still airborne in this case. And this is like kind of like when they go into the fact that, you know, we have uh, these Nazis who are being drawn towards Diabola, uh As you know, they are able to censor and uh, you know obviously like their their big goal. I mean, outside of just world domination, because, you know, it is Nazis after all, uh, they are trying to take down Ritker in particular. And uh, after this is when we learn a little bit more about Project Dead Flesh, uh, which you know we, we had already kind of like got in like the whole infomercial in regards to that earlier, but they didn't really go into detail about what it was. So that was like another one of those things that was a little bit jarring at the time. You know, we we have we're like fed this like a very small part of the information without really like having much detail about what Dead Flesh actually is. Uh, And, you know, when we do the the flashback sequence to Vietnam, honestly, like out of all the flashback sequences in this movie, the Vietnam stuff was probably the most impactful because we kind of saw like the like the full progression of the serum in order to like create the perfect super soldier. And of course, there are flaws along the way, uh, which they have to deal with. So we were still at a point where the serum itself wasn't uh, perfect yet. You know, they were still in the trial phase and they were using it both on allies as well as enemies, which I thought was another interesting tidbit that they kind of like threw in there in regards to the Vietnam War.
0: Well, we may have passed by this, but there's there's a spot where they're coming in and like the big ship is sailing through the water. And. I know some people in our chat uh, noticed it, Jess especially. Um, but the the front of the ship is a giant fist, like <laughs> coming out of the fog, and and it is the like I mean I went to one place with that, and <laughs> one place only, and it was like, wow, you did it, okay, <laughs> that's impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there as they as they talk about the serum and what the serum is like trying to do and how it does to different people. And then again, the whole, the project dead flesh, it's like another one of those timeline things where it's like, I, I don't know where I am anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I, this just, it, it doesn't really, I don't want to say it takes me out of it a little bit, but it makes me think too hard. Yeah. <laughs> Cause this movie, th- this movie shouldn't make me think too hard. <laughs> it just shouldn't. Um, but maybe that's why it's maybe better than I think it is. Cause it does make me think a little bit, but it could also just be really poorly done, but I don't, I don't know exactly
1: a little bit of column a and a little bit of column B. (laughs) Uh,
0: exactly. Yeah. And just the equation, it's like going through Excel and the equation is just like Mm. question marks, you know? Um, but I think you're right when it comes down to the different flashbacks that they do. Once you sort of figure it out, it is definitely the most effective. The scenes are, I mean, you know, between the, like the weird, the weird, I think he's like an English pirate guy. Because um, I think he's, I think he's, I think they're RAF. That's that's kind of what it looks like to me as their RAF. Because the insignias don't make a lot of sense. Um, but just going through all of this, and you know, the boats in the jungle and all these things, and it's like, it's, it seems to be the place where it's like they might have had a consultant for the film who actually like might have been there and like gave them a little bit of, a little bit of feedback on how it should look. Um, but then showing the. Like the the zombies, especially the one that had like the big mask on its head and the big like jaw restraint and it's just like Argh. But then showing these soldiers waking up off the dirt and coming up. I mean it I can't say like for a hundred percent that this is a zombie movie, but there's a lot of pieces of it that are. Um but it's also called Sky Sharks. So that just honestly makes it even more fucking confusing. <laughs> so um <clears throat> It's almost like the as cool as the Sky Sharks are, they're almost a, a little bit of an afterthought. I mean, there's definitely some cool things. The, the shot where they have the airplane and they shoot that harpoon through the airplane and it goes through the airplane over to the other Sky Shark and they sort of support the airplane and keep it flying. It's like that's kind of cool as hell. I mean, the concept is cool as hell, but the the, the why part of it is never really. <laughs> like, could you just get get. Give me something, you know, I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure they're not saving the plane because once again, there's a blonde getting railed in the bathroom. So I, I don't know.
1: Yep, anytime there's a blonde getting railed, the Sky Sharks are always on the prowl. <laughs> yeah, so, so Project Dead Flesh, of course, you know, like, hey, if the Nazis can do it, so can we. So this is basically using the synthesized serum for K7B after Richter is back working with the U.S. during the Vietnam War. And again, you know, very similar in regards to like the purpose of this. You know, the US is looking to create the perfect soldier named Damien. Because that isn't ominous enough. What the fuck are we yeah. doing here? Of course it's gonna be named Damien. Yeah. <sighs> Go Dabla
0: and, and Damien. Yep. Like, okay, yeah
1: we could have to be more for just... on the nose if we try.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you for painting that subtle picture for me. I appreciate that. Uh,
1: so what's interesting about this part of the uh, synthetic serum is they talk about Nero uh, receivers uh, being injected into the brains of the fallen soldiers in this case. So you have Rittner, who is looking to take full control of... Uh, Damien. But, you know, kind of like along the way things go awry during the testing, as things do, I mean, of course, because it's not fully tested out yet at this point. And, uh, you know, Damien had a couple of faults, like, for instance, not being able to tell the difference between friend or foe. (laughs) So he just causes absolute fucking havoc and just ends up like murdering everyone, which is great. Uh, but you know what? Thank God we're in the future. And this is when the nanotechnology comes into play. So now we're able to use that nanotechnology to overwrite the will of anyone. So we could have our basically mind control capability over these super soldiers. And we have nothing to fear at this point in time. And of course... Ritter is in full control of K-7B. And then for whatever reason, not only do we have Sky Sharks...
0: (laughs) We we have a Sky Meg. We We have have a Sky
1: Meg. (laughs) Yep, we have a Sky Megalodon. (laughs) Because of fucking course we do. And, you know, like, that is the one part of this movie where I'm like, thank God this is here. Because... When it comes to B-movies like this, you're like, okay, how are we going to up the ante? You know, we're getting, like, we're definitely deep in the third act of this movie. What are we going to do that we haven't done yet? I know. We're going to go bigger. Because bigger is always better when it comes to these B-movies. So we got the Sky Meg, which is just fantastic. I'm glad they threw that in there. Because (laughs) that's not, first time watching this, that was not something that was even on my radar. Uh no. y- you know I'm not I'm not just talking about like the airplane radar that actually shows the the sh- the shark symbols for you know whatever reason that's besides the <laughs> point like almost like we're playing like the fucking jaws game. Uh but yeah, having a sky meg was absolutely a great call and I'm glad they went this direction. But like again, like I generally do not remember like the last 10 minutes of this movie. <laughs> like at
0: all. <laughs> well, there's there's not a ton to remember. I mean there's honestly some some really fun scenes where the airplane is flying the sky Meg comes up and the sky Meg actually bites some of the sky sharks in half and you see like the heads float away there's a very there's a one floating head scene that I think honestly was completely stolen from Jaws 3 the one of the first 3D scenes in Jaws 3 where you have that, that the fish head that floats away I think that was totally ripped off but then there's so many scenes where they're it seems like the sky sharks are trying to like knock this airplane down, but they seem more like cats nuzzling the airplane.
1: <laughs> and it's
0: just like, what the fuck are you doing? I mean, like just you just bite the tail off, and the plane will go down. It's just yeah. But having the this giant, just beautiful sky meg that has all these weapons and shit. All, I mean, it's just it's it's taking the sky shark to a level that like. That one guy in the corner office who everyone knows that works there and nobody ever talks to went, "Hey, what if we did this?" And everyone went, "Yes!" <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> no, it's fuck it, it's fantastic. It's just fantastic.
1: Yeah, honestly, like the the only thing I can distinctively remember is, you know, we we have the sisters fighting. Uh, Diablo is in her her zombification status. And uh Hope Solo ends up hitting her with the antidote serum. Yes. To yeah. like bring her back. So, you know, we kind of see like the uh like her irises change colors during this whole thing and her skin is kinda like changing colors as well as the serum is getting injected into her veins. Uh but yeah, how 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 they get the Nazi sky sharks out of the sky, I cannot honestly fucking tell you. <laughs>
0: That's well there was there was something that fired a whole bunch of missiles and and, and the way I read it was that the Sky Meg actually fired all the missiles cuz okay. they show you this they show you this scene where there's just all these sharks just falling in the water and it's like that's a little maybe not quite so much. Yeah, and and we have this long shot of Richter look, looking across what I'm guessing is again our Neon New York And then we get into the credits, and it's like, really? It's over that fast? And then we just have this weird, like, I I don't even know what to call it, this montage of, like, awkwardly 3D-printed skeletons, and, like, there's Mrs. – or the the zombie blade lady was in there, and then there was the the one zombie soldier, and there's – it's – the end is so – it – I don't know, it – a lot of it feels a, v- a lot like the end of a Resident Evil movie mm-hmm. where they show you every character and every single thing that happened basically through the whole movie. So maybe a little bit of a ripoff. But the end is... I suppose it kind of fits with the rest of the movie where it doesn't make any fucking sense at all, um, which is fine. I mean, I'm kind of I'm down for that. But it's like the end credits are like 10 minutes long. But then there's, there's a stinger at the end.
1: Yeah, which, which I I had completely forgotten about, and I had turned the yep. stream off before that actually happened. And as soon <laughs> yeah. as I did, I was like, "Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. I should have known better." Just seeing like how much time was still left on the fucking movie. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, and we have a whole horde of a whole horde of zombie soldiers, and there's a lady giving a giving a speech. And then she puts on what her head is. It looks like basically like a neurotransmitter, Mm -hmm. right? And she's looking down over an army of what are zombie soldiers. And they got their shitty flag flying everywhere. Um, And it's like, then we have, everyone's just kind of marching. And it's like, okay, we're marching, but like, where are we going? Like, what's the, what's the point of this? Mm -hmm. Um, And it kind of leads you to believe that maybe like some kind of battle starts. But then we get back into the, I'm going to show you everything that happened in the movie during the credits, but like in this weird black and red theme. And it's just like, like, oh, yep, there's a shark. Yep. Oh, there's the boat fist. (laughs) There's, I mean, I, I, (laughs) I don't know. I, this movie ultimately, if you got together with a couple of buddies and you had some cocktails, this movie is a fucking blast. It is an absolute blast as long as you can tell when the Tubi commercials start and when they don't, because there's a lot of spots where it was like, I mean, I, there's a spot. I'm pretty sure. Well, I'm pretty sure William Shatner's in this movie. I'm pretty sure he's in there, but I can't remember if it was a Tubi commercial or not, (laughs) but it, it it, it fit with the, how it jumped back and forth so hard so much, Mm -hmm. but I, I don't know. It ultimately, it's definitely not the worst shark movie I've ever seen. It is honestly a hell of a lot of fun. Um, And if you want to see a whole bunch of things where you really have to scratch your head to make them make (laughs) sense, then this is definitely the movie for you. Mm -hmm. And I would say I would say skip Jason Statham's new Meg, Two, And you should just watch this just so you can see a Sky Meg, because the Sky Meg is way more impressive.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And a much lower budget, because I think this was only shot for like five or eight million or whatever. (laughs) I don't know, well, like, uh, that, that was the other thing. Like, trying to do research on this movie, that's just like... How? <laughs> there's, <laughs> like, nothing out there. <laughs> Which, uh, I can, I, was another thing.
0: I, I'm pretty sure they spent at least $100,000 on a weight room and probably another $100,000 on breast implants. Mm. So, the rest of the script, or the rest of the budget, I couldn't tell you. But it was... I, I don't know. Flying Nazi zombies on sharks. I mean... It, it, Could you get more ludicrous? Probably not. But again, there are so many scenes in this movie that are so fun, and you're just like, you literally just go, "What the fuck? Mm-hmm. What the actual fuck?" But I think that's why it ended up honestly kind of being so fun for me. The, the first time I watched it, honestly, I was sort of cursing, <laughs> I was sort of cursing your soul, like, why, dude? <laughs> why? And I've seen it now for a third time, and this is going to be in my. You know what? Hey, boys, we're a little tuned up and we want to watch a movie. I'm going to pull this shit out because it's a lot of it is fucking fantastic. Absolutely.
1: Interesting. <laughs> so I can't wait for Wood to listen to this and be like, God damn it, Grudge, you were supposed to be on my side.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I, theoretically, I'm on everybody's side. but But again, I'm going to say this and I mean this. Mm-hmm. Have a cocktail or four or five. Right. Completely unplug your brain from anything that even remotely resembles reality. (laughs) Um, Pretend that a lot of history never happened. Um, And then also accept the fact that, hey, you know what? Now sharks can fly. And it'll be great. (laughs) I promise you, it'll be great.
1: Absolutely. So, uh, so yeah, go check out Sky Sharks, available on uh, Tubi. Or I'm sure it's also available to rent on Prime, but, uh, you know, Tubi is where you would have watched it. And uh, maybe you, too, can get confused with what is actually Tubi commercial versus what is just a propaganda piece for either Ritker technology or Nazi Germany. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah. Uh, all in all, by no means a great movie. It's an entertaining movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it's it's one of those that I'm just like, man... Because this was a movie uh, that was recommended to me. (laughs) So if you want to blame anyone, (laughs) blame Rod Johnston from the Murder Moose podcast. He was the one who told me about this movie. And I checked it out and then I was like, oh, okay."
0: (laughs) Somebody's always guilty, man. Somebody's always guilty.
1: That's fine. I have enjoyed it every time I've seen it. But yes, it is just a dumb romp. And, uh, that, that's all it needs to be. Like, not every movie has to be Jaws and, you know, with shark movies. I need, I just needed something that was a little bit more lighthearted in comparison to what we had been talking about. Because we had definitely <laughs> talked about, uh, some more movies that, like, take themselves seriously. <laughs> this one absolutely does not, which is exactly why we had to throw it into the mix and, uh, I'm glad we did, regardless of what Wood has to say, and uh, him basically banning me from making movie picks. Well, that's not going to happen anyways, because I'm the one doing streaming anyway, so joke's going to be on you. He's still going to be showing up, so, you know, he can uh, just deal with it. I'm right. But uh, it is what it is. It's a B-movie. I already forewarned people about it. It's just dumb fun, and that's all it ended up being. So I'm glad we talked about it, but uh, looking ahead, like, I know we haven't picked a phobia Mm. Uh, for the next month. I don't know if you still want to go that route or maybe you want to do something a little bit different because, like, I was thinking maybe we do a country-specific deep dive. Oh. Hmm.
0: Well, there's a couple of countries on the Earth. Um, (laughs) Well, I oh, uh, so how do we... How do we pick a... I mean, uh, fuck. I mean... I, w- I wouldn't even know where to start. I mean, <laughs> there's right. not, Um. not. It, it, make it something simple. Pick, like, the least populous country or something. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Just,
1: I know Um, in regards to, like, the short list of what we did have for phobias, one that we had constantly, like, kind of circled but haven't done yet was, like, the fear of doctors.
0: Oh, that's, that's, okay, okay. Um. I can think of one... two. I can think of at least three mm-hmm. off top of my head. Um, I'm assuming we can include dentists in there, right? Yep, um, that would so, count. Okay, so, yep. Um, yeah, I've got three off top of my head, so... All right. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay.
1: But yeah, the country idea is definitely one I, I do want to circle back to at some point. Um, but in regards to the short list for phobias, the doctor one it was one that we had for a while. It just wasn't... As high okay. up on on the totem pole in this case.
0: Well, and I always think too that it could be interesting to do um, take the original and then the United States rip-off, and see which one's better. Because <laughs> um, okay. there's a lot of there's a lot of movies I think that are like were definitely made better in other countries, and then some asshole on a three thousand dollar suit said we should make this movie because it'll make money. So just to like kind of you know. Take that and do some side by side comparisons because there's there's definitely a few I can think of that are, you know, I'm still waiting for the United States of America of train to Busan to come out because I really want to see what happens there because that'll be, yeah, because I think it'll I think it'll suck, but that's okay.
1: <laughs> I mean, we've definitely done some original versus remakes, just not in that regard, because it had always been like U.S. to U.S. in this case, um, but I do like that because there are definitely ones that I remember watching. That I really liked from the origin country and absolutely fucking despise the US version.
0: Like uh
1: I could think of a couple off the top of my head, uh like ha- uh
0: hashtag alive versus alone.
1: That's that's not what I was thinking of. I was thinking more of uh Silent House, uh oh. uh Wreck or in the US quarantine. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, the fucking Wreck movies are fantastic. They're fantastic. The first one is my favorite. Mm-hmm. The third one. The third one is my second favorite. I Same. love <laughs> I love that. I love that movie. I love that movie. Oh, uh, so yeah, maybe that's maybe that's the way to do it. Because I mean, quarantine two was the first quarantine was OK. It was OK. The second quarantine was just a pile of turtle shit. I mean, it was just like not good at all. Mm-hmm. But the first one, I mean, and come on, Jennifer Carpenter. Come on. So, I mean, you could, there's some arguments to be made there, but, um, okay. Well, something to think about. Something to, I mean, we have it, and we have a day, right? So, I mean, <laughs> um, we
1: got, uh, we got a day or two to figure it out. That's fine. We'll, 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 uh, we'll do a short list and we'll, we'll put our heads together, see what we can come up with, and then we'll just go from there. Good sounds good all right so uh in the meantime just a reminder obviously uh well we should be back to like our regular schedule Mm -hmm. uh for for wednesday uh so that would be good to get back on track um i will note i am gonna go see the new ninja turtles on wednesday but it's gonna be an early afternoon show so it's not gonna interfere with the podcast um i'm greatly looking forward to that uh talk to me was fucking fantastic. Hopefully everyone went out to go see it this past weekend. Uh, I
0: I did, and I have to... This is going to be...
1: And
0: I I did this on the nightclub, my hmm. other podcast, but I, I have to do this. I have to do a PSA here. I have to. Because it... So if you are picking your movie ticket on an app, and you see that somebody has picked the seat, the single seat farthest to the left in the row, okay... Don't pick the seat right fucking next to them, and definitely don't do it if you weigh over four hundred pounds. You are constantly sucking on an asthma inhaler, and you want to talk to the screen the entire fucking time oh, because it it well it sullied my opinion of the movie. But the hard part for me is the movie stuck with me, and I've been thinking about it and thinking about it more. Yeah, Talk to Me is a fantastic movie. I I, I did not give it as fair shake because my experience fucking sucked like it sucked it sucked um but it the movie stuck in my brain and I've been thinking about it and thinking about it and it's like well god I really like this and I really like that and there's so many themes in the movie that are great um yeah go out to the theater tomorrow if you can and go see talk to me it's 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 going to be probably so far for this year it's going to be in the top 10 for this year so far it's really good it's really good
1: yep and uh after you go watch it in theaters tomorrow be sure to join us on kick uh for our final selection for kick miss in july which is the christmas horror story that'll be at 7 30 p.m pacific time and of course we'll be back on tuesday for twisted tuesday with uh movie to be determined as uh you know we'll figure that out probably tomorrow uh, but in the meantime, guys, thank you so much for joining us tonight on another episode of Handle with Scare. I've been your host, Totally Drunk. Joined, as always, by my, my co host, Grindhouse Zombie. And, uh, you know, hope everyone enjoys flying the friendly skies and hopefully you don't get onboarded by a bunch of uh, Nazi zombies. Because well uh, it won't work out too well for you.
0: It will not. And for me, going forward, if if somebody ever gives to me an implausible scenario, it's no longer going to be a pig's fly. It's going to be a shark's fly.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So we we, not only have we seen uh, sharks that can defy just, you know, just things in general, like swimming backwards. You know, now you can also add uh, sharks flying to to the list of improbabilities. So we got that going for us. So what's it going to be next time? You'll have to tune in uh, next year for Shark Week. Uh, but yeah, good 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 way to end it. I'm I'm, I'm pretty happy.
0: Uh, I think so too. This is uh,
1: it, well,
0: bad B horror movies. This is this one's a B plus definitely. <laughs> it's a B plus.
1: <laughs> All right, I, I will definitely take that. Uh, but we'll see you guys back on Tuesday, fiends. Have a good night.